Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hello, just before the jingle begins and the episode begins properly, I just wanted to say a couple of things right at the start. The first thing is that at the beginning of episode 855 from last week, the one about films with Cara, at the beginning of that episode, I mentioned that Paul Taylor, my friend Paul Taylor, is doing his final performance of his one-man show called Bizu Bai, his final show, that's his final bilingual show, is happening at the Zenith near Paris. Now, obviously, this is mainly for people in the Paris area, of course, unless you are willing to travel, you know, from another country or something. But I mentioned that Paul's doing his final show, right, at this big venue. Well, since I recorded that little announcement, Paul has actually invited me to perform at the show as well. So I'm going to be one of the opening acts of the show. That means that I'll come out and do maybe 10 minutes of stand-up before Paul begins his show. Okay, so I'm kind of like a warm-up guy for the show. Okay, so does that make a difference? Does it? I don't know. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that I'll be performing on that show as well. You can get tickets for it at paultaylorcomedy.com. The show is called Bizu Bai at the Zenith on the 6th of January, 2024, in Paris. And it's very exciting. It's very exciting for me because I'll get to perform in front of a potentially very large audience. The Zenith holds over 6,000 people. It's like a big music venue. It holds over 6,000 people. And uh, I don't know how many people are going to be at the show exactly, like, you know, what sort of arrangement they've got there, how many seats are going to be available and stuff, and whether it will be sold out. Hopefully it will. But uh, certainly it'll be exciting to play to thousands of people. And hopefully you will be there too, all right, to enjoy me doing stand-up and also then get to watch Paul Taylor doing his thing as well. The show, his show, is bilingual. That means that some of the show is in English and then some of it is in French. So he talks in English and then he switches to French for a few minutes and then switches back to English for a few minutes, okay? So obviously you will need a bit of French if you plan to come to the show. Um, but even if you don't speak any French, you know, there's quite a lot of it is in English anyway. So there you go. Just wanted to let you know about that. Bizubai at the Zenith on the 6th of January. 6th of January, 2024. I'll be doing 10 minutes of stand-up at the beginning of that show, okay? The second thing is that also at the beginning of episode 855, I talked about uh, Spotify Unwrapped and I talked about how several listeners had shared the number of minutes that they listened to Luke's English podcast on Spotify last year. And I mentioned that Urcam listened to something like 10,000 minutes of Luke's English podcast this year. And I thought that Urcam would be the champion. But then a listener who's just called D shared that they had listened to 18, about 18,000 minutes of the podcast. And I was like, okay, right, this person's definitely going to be the champion. Well, then just was it yesterday or the day before another Lepster 
shared in the comment section of my website her Spotify unwrapped and she has completely blown Urcam and D completely out of the water because Anita listened to my podcast for 41,821 minutes this year, which is extraordinary. That's uh, that's nearly two hours a day. Uh, so there you go. I just wanted to share that. That I think that Anita is going to be the the, the champion, um, right? Forty one thousand eight hundred twenty one minutes. So that's pretty extraordinary. So if you are out there, right? If you think that you've listened to the show for more than two hours a day, every day this year then let me know. But at the moment, the reigning champion is Anita. I think Anita comes from Poland. I'd love to know, Anita, how many episodes you've actually heard, uh, right? So how many episodes did you listen to? Anyway, great. Really good. I'm glad that at least three people have been listening to my podcast every day. I think it's probably more than that. But Anita, you are the reigning champion so far, unless anyone comes in and tells me that they've been listening to the show for even longer than that this year, then Anita, at this stage, you are the reigning champion. (laughs) All right, that's all I had to say. Let's now have the jingle and here it is. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the podcast. The title of this episode is Trivia Quizzes with Sarah and Fred. And as the name suggests, my guests are Sarah and Fred, and it's all about trivia quizzes. What is a trivia quiz? A trivia quiz is a a kind of game, a fun game. You can play it at home with your friends, or you might play it in a pub. In that case, it would be a pub quiz. And there's a set of clever questions about general knowledge or about specific topics uh, and uh, the quiz master or quiz mistress asks the questions and maybe there are teams competing against each other or it could just be individuals and you have to either give your answers immediately or you write your answers down and then you see how many questions you've got right. That's it. Uh, It's just a bit of fun. A trivia quiz. Everyone enjoys a good trivia quiz, don't they? I think so. There are, in fact, three trivia quizzes in this episode for you to enjoy. One from Sarah, one from me, and one from Fred. You can try to understand and answer the questions. And also, you can listen to us describing our thought processes while attempting to answer each other's questions. And of course, I encourage you to notice bits of vocabulary and other references along the way, some of which are explained by us during the conversation. But the trivia quizzes don't start right away at the beginning, okay? Some of you might think, while listening to the episode, you might think, it says trivia quizzes in the title, but they don't do trivia quizzes straight away. I want my money back. So this is just a warning. We don't do the trivia quizzes right at the beginning. They kind of come in the second half of the episode. First of all, you will hear us doing some general chatting with introductions and reminders of my two guests, Sarah and Fred, just so you get a good sense of who you're listening to, so you can train your ears to the rhythm and the speech patterns and all the rest of it. We talk about their new trivia-themed podcast, which you can listen to wherever you get your podcasts. And also, we 
talk about writing trivia quiz questions and what makes a good trivia quiz question, the anatomy of a trivia quiz, if you like. So not only does this episode have quiz questions that you can enjoy a little bit later in the episode, it's also about the subtle art of writing good trivia quiz questions, as well as being the sort of natural and humorous conversation between friends that I like to present to you on this podcast as a regular dose of English <laughs> as a regular dose of authentic English listening practice okay but if you want to just skip straight to the trivia questions then by all means you are free to do that be my guest just skip ahead to about 40 minutes into the episode okay that's right you can just skip ahead 40 minutes if you only want the trivia quizzing stuff okay all right then. So without any further ado, let's now meet Sarah and Fred again. And here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. Uh, I am joined today on the podcast by Sarah and Fred, both returning guests. You've both been on the podcast before. Sarah has been on one episode. It was, check this out, episode 758, which was all about pub quizzes. And Fred is a returning guest sort of multiple times. Uh, Fred's been on the show talking about um, like crossword puzzles and word quizzes and word origins and Avengers Endgame as well, uh, amongst other things. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Sarah and Fred, hello. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hello. Hi. I'm doing excellent. Great. Yeah. So, okay. So, I think this episode is going to be called trivia quizzes with sarah and fred mm -hmm. okay so we're going to have some fun with some trivia quizzes and like part of the reason you're back on the podcast is because the two of you have teamed up to create your own podcast we have assembled you've assembled the two <laughs> podcasting <laughs> avengers yeah I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> i mean feel free but <laughs> it will go over my head so um Let's see. I want to just introduce your podcast and get the, the, the concept of the podcast and also maybe just reintroduce the two of you just in case um, any listeners have forgotten or if there are new listeners. Right. So let's first of all introduce each other. So, Fred, can you just tell us about Sarah? Just like, you know, the, what are the, the, the basics? This is a fun game. It's my honor to introduce uh, Sarah. Um, so Sarah was born in Massachusetts. Um, mm -hmm. Facts. In, Correct. Uh, in the very late 80s? Very late. Very late. Ooh, so youngster. Late. A youngster. Um, Both of you. She's been in Paris for 13. Lucky number 13, yeah. Ooh, 13 years. Speaks good um, French. Speaks excellent French. She's American. What else? She's my quiz mother. Uh, what she, do you mean uh, that by she's your quiz mother? She's introduced me to the quizzing world of Paris and the... Uh, also, the online quizzing world. Um, let's not get into it. It's too nerdy. Let's forget about it. Uh, it's called Learned League. It's a whole thing. That's just. That's an online, online quizzing, online sort of, quizzing um, community. Community competition going on. She hosts quizzes in Paris. She's the Paris Quiz Mistress on Instagram. Um, and uh, what else? She's amazing. She's amazing. She got great styles. She's a she's a biker. She loves to bike. Cyclist. 
cyclist. Just to, so we don't get it twisted. We're not exactly. thinking like leather-clad motorbike stuff. No. It's no, she's a cyclist. No, with a new bike uh, on the way, you're going to get a new bike because your bike was stolen. Well, my bike was donated to the universe. <laughs> donated to the universe. Yes. Is this is this another way of saying stolen? No. Or, no. What happens? What happened to your old bike? Returned to the ether. Yep. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> what? It got destroyed. It got crushed. It got burned in a fire. What happened? I was distracted by all the excitement around going to see Matteo Lane perform, who is a comedian who you know, maybe, about. He's a very funny comedian. Anyways, uh, Mm. I was distracted and I left the keys in the lock of my bike, which meant it was a donation. So someone just came along and went, oh, the keys in the... Someone's just given... He's just giving this bike away, apparently. And they hopped on and off they went. Okay. I can only assume. The bike that had a name. Yes. The name was? Fred baptized my bike. Yeah. Me and Fred, we and Fred go way back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a purple bike, so yeah. I named it Wheelie Wonka. Wheelie Wonka. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. So we'll have to explain jokes on this podcast. Oh. Willy, like Willy Wonka, mm-hmm. the, the guy who runs the chocolate factory from yes. the from the book. Is yeah. it called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Is that the name yes, of the book? Yes, it is. Willy Wonka. Yeah. And he wears purple stuff. Like his, in the movie. His yeah. chocolate bars are wrapped in a purple shiny wrapping, aren't they? The Wonka I bar? So. I, th- I think it is. There's a whole purple motif. Exactly. Definitely. So, this, but this is not Willy Wonka. This is Wheelie Wonka. The wheel. The wheel of a bike. The Wheelie Wonka. It's a wordplay because I'm clever. Um, okay. That's Sarah, that's Sarah, the Paris yeah. quiz mistress. My highlights and my most embarrassing moment, all in <laughs> one intro. Does lots of uh, pub quizzes in Paris, is a trivia whiz, uh, and uh, previous uh, used to own a bike called Wheelie Wonka, which uh, was kind of stolen slash given away accidentally by you to just some stranger. And um, new bike is coming. All right, and we're gonna, and you've got a new podcast which we're gonna talk about in a moment as well. Yes. Sarah, tell us briefly about Fred, then, please. Okay. Um, well, Fred, I guess I have to like meet you where you met me, right? Because that was a really nice intro. Thank you. Um, Fred has also been in Paris for thirteen years, originally from Cameroon, um, but watched a lot of American TV. So, hence this whole thing. You mean the whole American accent and everything? <laughs> the whole American accent. Yeah. Um, which, you know, sometimes has to be explained in a podcast context. True. It does. <laughs> well, we've been through that actually in the past. I'm you sure. know, we've talked about Fred's origin story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. Great guy, uh, comedian, stand up, very funny. Sometimes the only funny person in the room, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I found out last Sunday. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oops. We don't know. We, we don't, don't know, know when, when we're recording. Which Sunday was that? We don't know. We could no be any, many Sundays. So many possible people could be offended by that. Uh, you've opened. <laughs> you know the... what? Everyone can just go ahead and be offended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm feeling great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're the you were the funny one. Yeah. Uh, um, yes. But no. And then, so we have we're actually collaborators, um, much in advance of the podcast that we that we launched together. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been quiz um co-workers yes. i would say <laughs> more I, I would put us more of a, on a co-workers relationship than a than a mother-son relationship okay. but okay we can shift it it's okay 
<laughs> if it makes you uncomfortable, I can. It's not uncomfortable. <laughs> it's just, you know, <laughs> I see you as a co-collaborator. Yes. I do. Um, <laughs> it was a bit odd to say that she was your mum. I mean, like. Well, d- d- the way, so the way I that. I didn't say she was my mum. <laughs> oh, sorry, mum. I spelled mom, it down. Mom. Quiz mother. Mother. Okay. My mum. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. That would be weird. Yeah, be. okay. <laughs> the way that the online league works that we're not talking about. <laughs> yeah. Is that you have to... Just laughing at the idea that Fred was like, this is Sarah, she's my (laughs) mum. Which you did not do. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. You made a short... (laughs) You just shortcut that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. Um, You have to refer somebody. And so then you become like part of their family. So there's like the person that referred all the people and then... So it's like it's kind of like a generational link yeah. in 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 this in this online online league, league that you you talk about. Yeah. So so okay. So in the sort of online context, she is kind of like your mother because she brought you into the online world, exactly. as it were. Yes. I am in her branch to be right. I see yeah. part of the family tree, as it were. Exactly. Yeah. And my grandfather is actually someone very well known in the quiz world. What Indeed. is this real? Really. No, my, my quiz grandfather. Your so the quiz, person that your, referred... <laughs> not her real grandfather, everyone. Her quiz grandfather. There's, not, there's, not, there's, her, there's, not her grandpa. Her <laughs> quiz grandfather. Quiz, well, yes. In the world of quizzing, apparently there's there's the, 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 the family idea is a metaphor which is used... Uh, well, anyway. it, I think we're stealing it kind of from the world of drag <laughs> and like ballroom. Oh, really? I guess. Yeah. yeah, with mothers. And mm-hmm. I don't know if they have grandmothers, but anyways. Um, <laughs> Your quiz grandfather. Yes. Yeah, is. I don't actually know if anyone besides you and me applies this to quizzing just as a caveat. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's just you two. <laughs> I think it's just us. All but right. the person that referred, the person that referred me, so Fred's great grandfather, mm-hmm. is James Holtzhauer. Right, I don't know who that is. <laughs> that was supposed to be like pff, James Holtz. Holtzauer. Who is that then? Who's James Holtzauer? He's the record person on Jeopardy. The record person. Yeah. Yeah. He's has the most winnings on Jeopardy. Mm. The, the 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 famous no, American. Second. Oh, it's still it's still Ken. Yeah. Oh, so sorry. Second. second this guy one. you mentioned, who is your quiz grandfather. He was a, he's like the record holding Jeopardy contestant and Jeopardy everyone by the way Second listeners because they don't a lot of people don't know what Jeopardy is some people do some people don't Jeopardy <laughs> is a quiz uh, game show yeah. uh, is the game show from, the quiz show in the US mm. yes um, yes okay um, all right so he's a famous um, trivia um, person guy yeah yeah he- he made a big splash on Jeopardy. He did. He doesn't. He didn't break the record for the longest, the longest, the number of days, basically, um, or the total winnings. But he is. I think he's second or third. I think he's third in number of days. Anyways, this is nitty gritty. But he basically broke the format because he is like a professional sports better. So he bets on on sports. Yeah. yeah. Um. So he had no problem putting all of his money in every time he could. And so he... Well, in Jeopardy, you put your money in as well, do you? You can bet, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a major part. And he, the way that he played, because he was he, I mean, he was very good at trivia, so he just he, he changed the way everyone plays the game, basically. So he got all of the, um, the most valuable clues first to build up his pot and then went searching for the daily doubles, which is the ones you can bet on. And then, so he could just double up, double up, double. I mean, it, he, it was unheard of. And now everyone kind of tries to emulate that style he's, of play. He's, he's the Miles Davis of trivia. 
Sure. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Okay. He changed the game forever. Right. I see. Yeah. I see. Okay. And this is the guy who. So you are you're you're in this family tree of like great quizzing trivia masters. Yeah. So it, it's sort of like deeply ingrained within your DNA that yeah. trivia quizzing is definitely part of who you are and what you do. Sure. Uh, and Fred definitely. is it, Fred is your protege. Well, uh, Fred was had a had a relation had a strong relationship with quizzing before we began collaborating. Yeah. Um, you wrote a. Board game? Yeah, root questions for a board game. Which, done, which board uh, game? It was a African-themed board game that I did with my cousin mm-hmm. a while ago. Yeah. Um, and then what else? Yeah, I've done trivia for many years. When I was younger, did like a did trivia competitions when I was in high school. I've been on TV a few times for trivia. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy that very much. Specialist subject? What's your favorite subject Ooh. in trivia? I think it's geography. Mm. I think it's geography. Yeah. It, it's it's what I've been doing. I, I remember knowing about word capitals when I was quite young. Mm-hmm. So I would say that. Okay. What Do you have a specialist subject in trivia, Sarah? Um, I'm not that good at trivia. <laughs> you like making the questions. I like, I love trivia. Um, I'm not. I'm not great at it. Like, <laughs> um, I enjoy it. I would probably, s- I'm good at, so kind of pop culture across the board. And I'm good at, I'm really good at remembering what things ha- like happened in what year. <laughs> so if you're like, I, I, <laughs> pop history. Yeah. Right. Like what, you know, what, what year did this movie come out? I'm like pretty good at placing things on a timeline. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh. so. Okay. Yeah, mo- like yeah. Even though I don't watch movies, but I know things enough about movies to answer yeah. questions about. Yeah, or yeah, m- yeah, yeah. millennial connoisseur. Yeah, um, music. Okay. Yeah, yeah music. right. Even though I don't listen to music either. The, yeah, the, the real answer is music. Be it pop or oh, you think the, I'm the best theater. at music? Yeah, you could. You, okay, you, you certainly I'll take it. You certainly know a lot about uh, musicals. Uh, and also the the band Hansen, as we talked about before. Let's not go into that now, though, because please refer to episode episode seven hundred and fifty eight, <laughs> listeners. Uh, you can hear Sarah and me talking about Hansen, the the the, the band, quite a lot. Um, okay, and you've both um, got this new podcast, right? I say new; it's been going for. An, we we officially launched in. May, June. Okay. Yeah. So it's like 22 six, weeks ago. Six, 22 weeks. Six months or so. Yeah. Okay. Season one is done now. Yeah. Right. Uh, but there's going to be multiple seasons, we hope. Um, so what's the what's the concept of this trivia podcast which you have launched? Who wants to kick off with this? What's the name of the podcast? Is that a good way to start? No, that's the worst way to start. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the podcast, what we promise our audience is a quick trivia hit every Monday. You get five questions on a theme. You can play along. Um, me and Fred switch off writing and solving questions each episode. One episode, you write the questions and he has to answer them. Mm-hmm. Next episode, he writes them and you have to answer them. Yeah. Okay. And in less than ten minutes, you've got your you got your trivia for the week, and you can play along, and it's fun. Um, if you are into <laughs> quizzing at all, everyone yeah. loves a quiz, don't they? Everyone loves a nice yeah, general like, a trivia quiz. A quick shot, espresso shot of uh, trivia, just like you know. I think uh, I think we're decent writers of trivia. Frankly. Yeah, you guys do good uh, trivia questions. So it's just like, yeah, we just we have fun writing the questions and answering them, and uh, 
Um, I, I mean, I guess the, the specific part about this trivia podcast is where we get the themes from, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So we basically realized that. So you, do you know the concept of like a TV recap podcast? I do. I, I, um, yeah, I listen to some. Um, so, yeah, for example, uh, The Last of Us, I listened to that that one. Mm, okay. And so after each episode of The Last of Us is broadcast, uh, the podcast goes up as well. And it's like, in this case, it was the producer's... It's companion. It's, yeah. It's the official companion podcast. This, okay. this one was the producer, yeah, official companion podcast is for it, The Last of Us TV show. Is it the very last of us? Uh, the <laughs> this is the end. <laughs> We're done. This is it. Yeah. Well, this is it. We're not yeah. talking about it anymore. If yeah, if you watch the show, then yeah, it's pretty much end of the world type stuff. Okay. But um, so in the podcast, it's the producers of the show discussing the episode and how they made it and what they wanted to achieve with it and stuff like that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Also, there are fan made ones as well. Of course, yeah. Where fans, uh, you know, release uh, episode uh, podcast episodes where they discuss each episode of their favorite TV show. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and I've listened to a bunch. There are so many of these that they've become like you know, a parody mm -hmm. of themselves. I listened to one years ago about Full House, which was very funny. Full, full House. Yeah, it's called How Rude, the podcast. Is that a, that's a catchphrase from the show. Yes, it is. Yeah, Which I did not get. I, no, neither did Anyways, I. Anyways, but there are, there are bajillions of these podcasts and most of them are horrific. You mean just like really kind of... Boring, <laughs> like nobody cares, mm. just... Two guys talk it like just stop. Like it's so, you know, no nobody cares to listen to your thoughts on you know, I don't want to call it any specific shows, yeah. but like, you know, two hours of deep whatever. So it's just people twenty two of Fraser. Yeah. Um There must be one about friends. There there are probably nine million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So probably. taking this concept, I said, Okay, you know what I would love actually is um, because growing up, I was a really big fan of the show Alias. I think it was kind of the first like prestige TV that I ever watched. Like after Full House, I just went straight to Alias. <laughs> Alias, we, we we need to make sure that everyone knows which show we're talking about. Yeah. Here. What would you like to? Uh, sure. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I might get it wrong because I'm not as familiar as you two are. But you are a little bit. Uh, yeah, I've been versed in in the show because you you, in, uh, you invited me on to as a featured guest in a couple of episodes. You can tell us in 60 seconds what you think. In 60 Alias seconds. Is. We mm -hmm. need the TikTok, TikTok, TikTok <laughs> sound. So Alias is a show about spies from, I think, the early 2000s. Uh, I guess it was like the showrunner, the show creator is J.J. Abrams, who's these days more famous for doing the Star Wars sequels and also Mission Impossible 3. Star Trek. Star Trek uh, reboot and Lost. Yeah. Um, and probably other things like... Um, Super 8? Super 8. And the one about the monster. What was that one? Big Monster in New York. <laughs> That's me being a big monster. Cloverfield? No, Cloverfield. Yeah, he was involved in that. Yeah. I'll probably produce it. Yeah. Produced it. Mm. So anyway, J.J. Abrams is the showrunner. And it's it's like a spy show set in the United States uh, with the CIA and also another spy organization. And, you know, no one knows whose side is on, who's on whose side and what's going on. Jennifer Garner is the star of the show. Um, and uh, there are other notable actors in there, including a young, what's his name bradley cooper bradley cooper is in there of course um, um fred you're very happy about that because you love his character don't you yeah I do. um and uh, other other actors victor have, garber 
Victor Garber, is, which character is he? Is he the dad? The dad, yeah. yeah. Right, okay, that's Jennifer Garner's dad. And, you know, it's a it's a kind of, um, oh, how do I describe it? Quite a camp, uh, over-the-top, um, dramatic spy show with a lot of special effects and ridiculous moments. Costumes. <laughs> Costume changes, stupid sound effects, um, a lot of kicking and um, disguises and uh, special effects. And the wigs. It's, wigs and things and it's it's very good fun and it moves along very very quickly and i'm confused by it generally when i see it but i enjoy it yeah it, did i summarize it okay yeah i'm satisfied okay yeah it was more that than was six, more than 60 seconds i think <laughs> um okay so the, you love this show i love this show growing up um i you know it came out when i was like 10 or 11 i was hooked you know i had set the vcr to record it every sunday night um <laughs> Mm-hmm. As we did. Do we have to define what a VCR is? I think we know. Video, re- <laughs> video cassette recorder. Oh, yeah. good. Um, right. So I wanted a nostalgic rewatch podcast for this show. And there are a few of them out there, but it's a lot of nonsense. And it's not good. It's not a good listen. And so I said, what if I could be the podcast that I want to see in the world? <laughs> mm. And so I talked to Fred about it and Fred has never seen Alias and he was keen to watch it. And then we were talking and thinking and I was like, we are not cultural commentators. So our podcast would be as bad as the other ones. (laughs) Basically, the point about them being bad is that it's two people who love a show getting into all the specific details. And unless you are as much of a fan as them, it's it's not very not engaging. E- even if you are a fan, it's just yeah. if you're not bringing the insights, if you're not like you, it's it's a job, you know, it's a job to be like a culture writer. Actual yeah. research. Yeah. Right. To bring <laughs> new levels of insight and commentary that are engaging and bring new levels of understanding about the show. It's not just like, oh, the bit when he did that was cool. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So with that in mind, we said, OK, what are we good at? And we were like, well, trivia. Trivia. Mm-hmm. So we said we're going to make a trivia podcast and to give it a hook and a structure, we're going to rewatch Alias and then not <laughs> talk about it. Mm-hmm. But that is where our themes are inspired from. So yeah. the themes are not really anything to do <laughs> with, with the show at all. I mean, absolutely nothing. Nothing. Actually. And this is why the show is called... Not an, an alias, alias podcast. podcast. Right, that's the name of the show because it is not an alias podcast. Indeed. Yeah, so, right, the point is that people who listen to the show don't need to be fans of alias, don't need to really see the, the, the show. In fact, no. so the, the structure of it is that the, the, the very first thing, and the episodes are short, unlike episodes of a certain other <laughs> podcast that we could mention. Which one's that? I don't know. Um, the episodes are pretty short and sweet, right? So then there's a clear structure. The first thing that happens is in 60 seconds or less, uh, one of you recaps the episode that you watched. Yeah. yeah. So everyone gets a bit of context, but it doesn't go on too long. Yeah. And then you get straight into the trivia quizzing. And one of you, who the one who writes the questions, chooses the theme. And the theme comes from some obscure reference from that episode. Yeah. For example, if the if the episode involves poison, Right. If mm-hmm. someone gets poisoned, then one of you might write five trivia questions on the subject of poison. Yeah. Uh, right. And or if there's a scene where someone fiddles a lot with like cables to like fix the camera, you might just write a quiz about cables. Yeah. Or a quiz about cameras or yeah. a quiz. If someone travels to India, there might be a quiz about India or, you know, traveling. 
traveling. It know. could be literally anything. You just pluck some yeah. reference from yeah. the show and then a, a, yeah. a, a general knowledge uh, trivia uh, quiz It happens. The first one is a good example yeah. because it's... Bradley br Cooper yeah. mentions the film Pretty Woman in passing. Yeah. And so I expanded that into a five-question quiz about romantic comedies. That's exactly... Right. That's, so that's it. Great example. So then that's the major part of the episode is you two quizzing about, in this case, romantic comedies or India or cables or, or whatever. And then once you've done that, after the 10 minutes of that has been done, then you get to indulge yourselves for five minutes yeah. talking about the episode of yeah. Alias that you watched. So if people are fans of the show, if they want the, uh, what's the, the, the genre again? Re a recap show? Is that yeah. it? Yeah. Re recap Rewatch yeah. show, sure. a recap yeah. show. If they want that bit, then there's, there's the bit where you discuss the episode and make a few jokes about it yeah. afterwards yeah okay yeah but with the full knowledge that nobody wants to hear us <laughs> and so they're not they don't have to yeah but there must be fellow <laughs> alias fans out there who love that bit as well though right i get so doing, i'm sure there must be <laughs> doing a bit of um very casual audience research there are people who use the show as intended and and turn it off when we tell them to turn it off <laughs> we're going to start talking about alias we're like yeah. okay trivia is over feel free to leave or whatever. And mm -hmm. people are like, great. That's a great signal. You know, I got what I need. Go. I even found some people that skip the 60 second summary. <laughs> Just go straight to the trivia. I understand. It's fine. Just click twice on that fast forward boom, 30 boom. seconds, tick, tick, and then you're in. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. also a good, you know, that means we're, being very user friendly. Yeah. Um, Not that I would want anyone to fast forward through your podcast, but uh, it's nice of you it to think. It's nice of you to think so. Um, counts you know, as a listen. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's nice of you to be so thoughtful for your audience to say to them, you know, if you can skip past this and just skip straight to this other bit. They get to the the entree, you know, and they skip the the little key at the beginning. They're like straight to the meat. Yeah. Bam. It's like they've come into your restaurant, and mm -hmm. instead of you saying you have to have the starter, sorry. No, you have to no sorry this is my restaurant you're going to have to have the starter before you have the main course you're saying to them it's all right you can skip the starter and just go straight to the main course if you want just just eat an apple it's up to you you know just do <laughs> yeah. whatever you want to do yeah. um in and so in this casual audience research um i have found i think three people <laughs> that <laughs> like the alias content uh -huh. two because they were fans of the show mm -hmm. and one because um she said that she likes hanging out with us <laughs> yeah oh. Nice. Yeah, and you've got like there's good banter between the two of you. You know, I'd like to think so. Yeah, yeah. There, there is some interesting banter. Banter. There are some interesting talking points that come out of uh, of of those uh, episodes. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean they're choke full of old technology, crazy locations, uh, stuff you wouldn't see on TV anymore necessarily. <laughs> you would not, definitely not. Um, and uh, and also like. Actual good moments. Like, I know. mean, we. Yeah. I, th I always find podcasts much more enjoyable with with people who genu genuinely like the content that they're talking about. Mm. Um, and and we do. <laughs> we really like it. Sometimes we're a little bit like persnickety oh, yeah. with continuity. Pers persnickety. Oh, persnickety. Persnickety or mm. persnickety. Mm. Persnickety. Persnickety. Choose your pronunciation. Persnickety. <laughs> I do not pronounce my T's. 
no, that's Snickety. that's all right. Most people don't, I think. Mm. I think if you if you looked at the pie graph of uh, who pronounces their T's in the world, there's probably there's just like most people, and then there's me going pernickety, and everyone else is like <laughs> pernickety, pernickety, whatever. Anyway, so what's what does pernickety mean, Sam? Pernickety or persnickety? Persnickety. Oh, you said persnickety. Do you say I've, pernickety? N- well, no, I shouldn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise I did just then, but no, it's persnickety. I don't say persnickety either, but uh, I, I acknowledge that that is a word, whereas pernickety. Is pernickety a word? All right, you explain what persnickety means, and I'm going to see if pernickety is also a word. Mm. Okay. What does it mean? It means, um, like, <laughs> nitpicky? Particular. <laughs> a bit particular. Looking at the fine print, the details. Yeah, being a bit, I, su- I suppose, being a bit anal. Can we say that? Yeah. So here, here we go. That's persnickety. Pernickety is, is a word. also a word. It's a different word. Informal British. This is according to, according to Oxford, uh, the Oxford Dictionary. Mm. Uh, pernickety. P-E-R-N-I-C-K-E-T-Y. Placing too much emphasis on trivial or minor <laughs> details. So being a bit, as you said, anal or... Oh, is it, uh, yeah. Isn't that the same? Yeah. It's the same different, thing. It's the same spelling. word? It's the same thing. So you say persnickety. I say pernickety. You say potato. I say potato. No one says potato. <laughs> no one says potato. But um, uh, really? you, well, we say that, leisure, uh, you say leisure. Leisure, as Eddie Izzard would, would say in his comedy Susie show. Izzard. Susie Izzard. Oh, sorry. Well, I'm thinking. Susie Eddie. Yeah. Um, uh, so, um, oh gosh, right. We confused everyone by talking about potatoes. That's from a famous song, everyone, which is from a musical. Hello, listeners. So, this is one of those moments where I feel it's necessary to interrupt the podcast just to, first of all, check in on you and make sure that you're okay. Hello, are you okay? I hope so. I hope you're managing to keep up with this conversation. Um, And we haven't even got to the trivia quizzes yet, but they are coming very soon, I promise. But do you understand what's going on at this point? So Sarah and Fred, we're talking about their podcast, which is called Not an Alias Podcast, because it's not actually an alias podcast. It's a trivia podcast. And we were discussing it. And Sarah said at one point that Fred and her When they do discuss episodes of the TV show Alias, which their podcast is not about, although it kind of is, when they do discuss it, they can sometimes get a bit persnickety. Now, Sarah said the word persnickety, actually pronounced with her American accent, persnickety. And I stopped her because I said, what persnickety? What does that mean? And then I started saying pernickety. And Sarah and Fred said, wait, what? P- is it pernickety or s- persnickety? And uh, there was a bit of confusion. I checked it out in the dictionary and the word is in fact, pers- per- well, in fact, there's a British word, pernickety, and an American, I guess the American equivalent, persnickety. They both mean exactly the same thing. Being a, paying, paying a bit too much attention to specific details. Like I am doing right now. I'm being a bit pernickety right now by making sure that you understand exactly what's going on. Anyway, then what did I say? I said, you say persnickety, I say pernickety. And that is a little reference which is going to come up a couple of times in this episode. You say blah, blah, blah. I say blah, blah, blah. And this is a reference to a song from a musical. I have mentioned this on the podcast before because this has come up. So long-term listeners, maybe you'll remember, but I don't know. So it's a reference to a song called Let's Call the Whole Thing Off. The song was written by George and Ira Gershwin for the 1937 film Shall We Dance? Of course you know it. 
you don't i don't know do you <laughs> depends on your knowledge of american musical cinema and how well versed you are in the musical films of the 1930s i don't know but do you know fred astaire and ginger rogers if you don't know fred astaire and ginger rogers then i highly recommend that you check out some videos of them on youtube because they were a duo uh, who performed sang and danced in movies and their dancing is an absolute joy to behold. That's Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. Anyway, the song is famous for the lines, you say either, I say either, you say neither, I say neither. Uh, you like potato, I like potato. You say tomato, I say tomato. And that, those lines, especially you say tomato, I say tomato, those lines have become a sort of reference point for the fact that in English, people say things differently. There are different accents, especially between American English and British English. You say potato, I say potato. Actually, no one. I think no one in the world says potato. Who says potato? I don't know. But you say tomato in American English. I say tomato in British English. Those lines are just a reference point for the fact that in English, there are various accents and different people say certain words differently. Okay, so that's that. You say tomato, I say tomato, or in this case, you say persnickety, and I say pernickety. Anyway, where were we? Pernickety. You're, you were saying you're quite persnickety or pernickety about, about what? Alias. <laughs> the TV show. Yeah, even though we do, we like it. We enjoy it. We yeah. like it. It's coming from a place of genuine sort of... Affection. Amusement, affection, entertainment. Yeah, affection. yeah. But the persnickety thing or pernickety thing is where you kind of point out, oh, you know, this happened. Look, you know, like like pointing out little flaws and faults in the show, which is always a fun thing to do with, yeah, exactly. yeah. with TV series. It's and very films. entertaining for me having, you know, been such a fan of the show from such a young age. And I certainly do not take this 2000 show too seriously. Like, I'm not like, I cannot believe this plot. I'm like, I don't. There's kicking. I quite like to do that. They're kicking people in Australia. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I like that. I quite like picking apart the sort of internal logic of films and TV because a lot of, lot of the time, you know, just look at it twice and it's like, whoa, that doesn't make any sense, which is oh, quite good fun. Definitely. Yes. Is that Fred's phone is vibrating in a very musical way, which no one on the podcast can hear. Right. So, so then. Sorry about that. So, since you guys love trivia so much, and by the way, yeah, it's called Not an Alias Podcast. If you want your daily, your weekly dose of uh, quiz trivia yeah. with, with an interesting um, sort of uh, concept, then you can check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Links in the description, blah, 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 all the usual things that you would expect. That's how you will find yes. the show. Ooh. And yeah. if you just want more Luke content, please check out episodes 19, 20, and 21 of season one of Not an Alias podcast, and we can hear Luke stumbling his way through some of these plot summaries and quizzes and actually quizzing us, which uh, I think we might hear some of momentarily. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So we have prepared, each of us has prepared a uh, six question mini quiz <laughs> Did I go Robert De Niro then? Six. <laughs> Six questions. Um, Quite good at that. <laughs> so I asked you to prepare six questions, and that's what we've done, right? So you guys are going to kind of team up. So your questions, I think you are familiar with the, each other's questions already. So I'm going to yeah. answer your questions. It's pod versus pod. It's pod versus pod. Yeah. Okay. So who's going to? Go first. That thunder sound effect. You guys can, one of you can go first. Sarah, you go first. You're the Paris quiz mistress. Woo-hoo. So you're going to. Uh, I suppose I am. Okay, go ahead. So All right. So this is a quiz for you, Luke Thompson. Okay. And it is six questions and we're just going to get into it. Listeners, feel free to play along at home. Uh, do you know the answers to these questions? Oh, yeah. Let's see Super how fun. stupid I am. Are you uh, more it's intelligent than... It's not about stupidity. Leave the, it's leave not about the stupidity, door. it's about ignorance. It's not about either, really. It's, uh, it's just tri- fun. Trivia yeah, it's just fun. has nothing to do with intelligence. It's just fact retention and uh, people who really like being right yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say that like one thing i learned because when i did the started doing the online league it was like a lot of daily daily trivia and just like you know you just like my average is three out of six so there's always three a day like you don't know you don't know. oh i thought i knew and the way to switch it is when i don't know something i just learn it so, learning opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like learning a language. Yeah, it's little, like hey, little and failures and mistakes are opportunities to learn. Exactly. They? And sometimes you have to learn something four times, but no, truly, it's like, yeah, I, I have to get that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Sarah, would you like to begin? I would. Okay. Your first question, Luke Thompson. Mm-hmm. On October 31st, 2001, The governor of Massachusetts, Jane Swift, signed a bill exonerating the last five women still officially implicated in what event? Oh, my goodness. So, right. Run the question by me again. So, October 31st, 2001, Mm -hmm. uh, when the first season of Alias was being aired, I might say. (laughs) Nothing to do. Yeah. Very coincidentally. Massachusetts governor, the governor of the state of Massachusetts, whose name is Jane Swift. Mm hmm. Um, she signed a bill, like exo- a, yeah, like, like a, a law, like a law, yeah, um, which exonerated the last five women who were still officially implicated in what event? So five women who were implicated, like people had suggested that they were guilty of doing something in relation to this event, mm-hmm. and this legal bill exonerated them, which yeah. basically said they're innocent uh, of all charges. 
five women from what event? Oh my. So I would say this is a good question to learn how to listen to trivia. Yeah. Because basically all the information you need is in the question. So because so trivia is really it's there's a lot of pattern recognition. Actually, it's very similar to crossword solving. Mm -hmm. Um, Cryptic questions. This isn't. Yeah, it's not cryptic, actually. No. It's just you need to know what to listen for. Okay. So this is actually we're going to like do an anatomy of a trivia question. This is good. This is good. I like this. I like the uh, insight into how you actually create trivia questions. We're getting pedagogy. So you have a few different pieces of information here. You have um, a date, a year a place, a name, um, the last five women. So there's five women. These were the last, so there must have been others. Mm. Um, and an event that we're looking for. So See, I'm f- there's, a lot of, there's a lot of information you don't need. Oh, yeah. And there's, I would say, two bits of information, two, three bits of information that you do need. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking now, so the, the exoneration happened in 2001, but did the event happen? I'm wondering if the event happened many years before that. And if maybe these five women, it's like a posthumous thing, you know, like they, the, the five, it's something that happened many, many years before and they were exonerated posthumously, meaning after their death. So what is this old thing? It's Massachusetts as well. Massachusetts. So Boston is in Massachusetts, That's right? Correct. Yep. Um, what thing happened in Boston in America's history, a, a crucial moment in American history? Is it? Is, am I on the right path here? You're, I think your instincts are good. You're going to need to find the rest of the information that's important in the question uh, to get to the answer. Five women. So there were other women involved or other yeah. people involved. Do you want me to read it again? Yes, please. Okay. On October 31st, 2001, Massachusetts Governor James... <laughs> I got it. I've got it. Go on. Sorry. What if Jane's, Jane Swift is not important? No. It's but a it's, misdirection. It's the date, isn't it? 31st of October. Is mm. that significant? Halloween. I think, I think it might be. What happens during Halloween, folks? Scary things like, for example, ghosts, goblins, and witches. Okay. I've got a book about this somewhere. Uh, somewhere here. Really, I do. Um, there, the witches. Uh, left, 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 left. Bingo. <laughs> I think this is connected. So is it about the Salem witch trials? That's correct. Okay. So I actually have a book which, uh, like most of the books in my room, I've partially read. <laughs> I haven't read all of it. So in these in the 17th century, um, there were these witch trials in Massachusetts in a town called Salem. Um, you could probably can tell me more about this considering you wrote the I think question. You could probably tell me more about that considering the three considering chapters I've, you read. I've, I've read uh, 20% of this book. Um, I've and, never been to Salem. I'm from Massachusetts. I've never been to Salem. I have to say, I think the story is fascinating. And the idea that. Uh, so this kind of community of um, puritanical, um, um, how do you describe them, settlers um, that had come from uh, Britain and settled in the United States in the East Coast, and they were extremely religious, and uh, uh, these odd, strange things happened um, sort of late 17th century, and a group of girls were accused of being witches, and they were uh, tried in a sort of kangaroo court, as it were, right? And there were uh, trials in a sort of courtroom situation. I feel like it's the kind of thing where it didn't rain for three days, and they were like, it's it's three women. Maybe we should burn some ladies. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Like that Monty Python uh, sketch. Have you ever seen that? No. It's from the, the, the Monty Python and the Holy Grail. 
And King Arthur is going around trying to find knights for his round table, mm. and he finds this one knight who is uh, in front of all these peasants, and basically it's a kind of a witch trial that's happening. Oh, yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. they're all finding these ridiculous excuses for why they sh- why she should be burned. And anyway, that's a whole other story for another time. Uh, it's a very funny sketch and does demonstrate the kind of n- nonsense and l- complete lack of logic or any sense in, in, in the, the, witch the witch trials. So, okay, so it was five women who had been executed, I suppose. Or, or yeah, found, or found guilty, probably executed. Yeah. Found guilty of being witches mm. uh, in, in the Massachusetts area uh, a few hundred years before. Yeah. And so these five women were postu- posthumously exonerated and um, yeah, a little bit late, but, um, <laughs> but at least, you know, it's something. So... I think, yeah, that, I'm, I didn't do that on purpose, but I think that was a good example of how trivia works. That's a really good lesson in, in making a trivia question that you, I, I had no idea until I really drilled down into the question. I, I definitely didn't know. Uh, but Every yeah. trivia question is trying to help you get there. It's like you have, you have whatever you need in your every, brain. Every well-written yes, trivia okay. question. Because some, some trivia questions are just like, what happened on this day? Like, <sighs> yeah, either you know it or you don't know it, but the best trivia questions sort of lead you to the answer. And also they they, they probably pick uh, answers that everyone, like most people probably do know, but you just phrase the question in a way that makes it a little bit, there's a bit of a thinking process to get there. Yeah. Yeah, that's the fun part. For sure. We'll see if my quiz questions are actually any good. They're probably going to be examples of how not to write a quiz question. But anyway, that's all I right. I mean, we're, we're all learning here. Yeah. Um, next question. Yes. All right. Got one. Got one right. Good job. So Highgate in London. Yeah. Arlington National, which is near Washington, D.C., and La Recoleta in Buenos Aires are among the most visited what in the world? Cemeteries. That's correct. Cemeteries. Yeah. So Highgate Cemetery, famous for the grave of who? Do you know who's buried there? Is Probably it Doyle or Poe or <laughs> no Poe is American. Karl Marx, Karl Marx's grave is oh, is, is there. Yeah, right. is yeah. Pocahontas there? Uh, I don't know <laughs> what. <laughs> I think Pocahontas is buried in London. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Will you fact check this before you? <laughs> no, not now. Okay. <laughs> to do it. I haven't. I haven't seen Pocahontas the Disney movie, I'll, so I'll, I don't I'll know. Check it. She was a real lady. I know she was. <laughs> I know. Um, Okay. All right. So Highgate Cemetery. The other one? Arlington National Cemetery. Yeah. In, and in, in uh, Virginia. Okay. And Arlington, Virginia. And uh, La Recoleta. Okay. Famous cemeteries. Yep. And then you could have added Père Lachaise to the list, but that would have been too obvious, I guess. It would have been too obvious, yeah, for our uh, Paris-based audience, but oh, I guess... Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. So, Palais uh, as well is on that top list of most visited cemeteries. Cemetery, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so, next question, moving right along. Oh, did you Do find you Pocahontas? Where's Pocahontas buried? She's buried in uh, Gravesend, Kent, in a grave that is now lost. Gravesend in Kent. Gravesend. Ironically titled Gravesend <laughs> in Kent. So a town in Kent, but we, no one knows exactly where she's buried. I, yeah. I never knew that Pocahontas had ended up in England, in Kent of all places. Yeah, because yeah, she got with that ginger in the second movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's English, is he? Oh, the sec- oh I didn't go to I have what? Pocahontas 2. There's a sequel, is there? Yeah, it was straight to video. 
Ah, uh, really? But it is the rest yeah. of her life. And she does end up in Kent at the end. I, I think so. Okay. There was actually a really good uh, interview of a podcast of the the woman that played her um, the in the movies. Yeah, and she became really, yeah, she got really into the history. I don't know. It's certainly an interesting story. <laughs> Quite. Pocahontas. I haven't rewatched it. But I was right. She's in England. <laughs> yeah, you were right about that. <laughs> yeah. Not at Highgate. <laughs> Not at Highgate, but at Gravesend, Gravesend. in Gravesend Kent. in Kent. And now we're in six minutes from London, depending on traffic. Six minutes from London. An hour and six minutes. An hour and six minutes mm. from London, yeah. Are we doing a live remake of Pocahontas? Or is that like... Probably at some it's point. It's going to be difficult, considering she's in Gravesend. <laughs> <laughs> in Kent. Um, anyway, so <clears throat> question number four. Three. Three. Maths is my strength. Oh, question three. Oh, this, oh, this, is re- this is actually related to Pocahontas, sort of. Okay. Um, what item is used in some Native American and First, Na- First Nations cultures and is woven to replicate a spider's web and used as a protective charm for babies. It has largely been commercialized and reappropriated by non-native New Age groups. What is this item? What item? It looks like a spider's web. It's woven yep. together. Mm-hmm. And it's it's it was used originally as a good luck charm for babies. Mm-hmm. Protection, yeah. Protection for babies. But it's been co-opted by sort of annoying hipster, new, age-y, new yeah. age type people yeah. who have actually nothing to do with the uh, Native American communities, and they're sold in gift shops and stuff. Uh, they're dream catchers. They You're are. talking about dream catchers. Yep. Okay. Uh, dr- you know what a dream catcher is, folks? Just to find it. We've just explained <laughs> it. They have feathers that hang from them as well. Do you have inserts in your videos? Uh, I can put a picture of a dream catcher <laughs> on the screen. There it is. There's a dream catcher. Look there. Ta-da. <laughs> Audio people, sorry, you didn't get to see that um, image of a dream catcher. But you can what, imagine it. What you can do is just Google dream catcher, click on images. Check out the link in the description for a link to <laughs> dream catcher Google images. Okay. Well. Um. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going okay. I've got, I've got what? How many? Seven out of th- seven? Out of- <laughs> um, you're, got, you're three, three for... Fr- Three four three so far. Three four three three hundred and forty three. It's not been that long, has it? <laughs> it? May feel like it for some people. Do you not say that in British? Three for three. Three out of three. Yes. That's seven cube. Seven cubed. What? Three four three is seven cubed. I think so. Is it? Mm-hmm. Seriously, mm-hmm. Fred, you mathematical genius. How Ma- you- math isn't trivia. It doesn't count. Okay. Because of the threes. Well, someone can... That might not be true, but... <laughs> three sevens. Uh, what is seven cubed anyway? What's the... What's the? How do you work that out? What is cubed means times multiplied by itself. Seven, seven, There's actually a math question coming seven up. Seven times seven times seven. Seven times seven times seven. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, it's people on. can... Moving if you on. want, you can check that, listeners. What's seven times seven times seven? Is it... Th- Three, four, three, or is is Fred way off? You can leave a comment in the comment section if maths is your thing, or math if you speak uh, American English. There are schools that say math isn't trivia. Really, oh, and one not. of those schools is her. So <laughs> also no you. I mean, mostly me. Yeah, I don't. I don't write math trivia. Okay. There is a math trivia question coming up in this quiz, but <laughs> it's not really. You'll see. It's pop culture math. It's different. Yeah. Okay. All right, next. But next question. In 2023, the year that is 2023, which actress and writer who's best known for playing Princess Leia posthumously received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? 
basically who played Princess Leia. Yes, but I yeah. gave you more information. You did. You see why he's asking who's Princess Leia is just boring. It's boring. Yeah, because the quest if the question was who played Princess Leia in the Star Wars films, everyone would be like, <gasps> yeah. Okay. Whereas this is a far more dazzling a posthumous star. Plus, we repeat the the word posthumous so people can learn it. It's perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for doing that. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so, just remind us of the, the question. I think I know the answer. But So, this year, 2023, what actress and writer, best known for playing Princess Leia, posthumously received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Right. It's um, Carrie Fisher. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You like Star Wars? Me? No, nah, <laughs> nah, it's, it's all right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, actually. I'm reevaluating my relationship with Star Wars as I actually grow up into a f an actual adult. Ooh. Yeah. When did that happen? When when I grew up into about I don't know five ten minutes ago maybe, um, maybe, maybe in two years when uh, I rewatch all nine we can talk about it. Yeah, I'm happy to talk about it. Sure. You know, I'm happy to talk about Star Wars, but I think uh, I don't know. I just got a bit fed up with it all. <laughs> the, 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 you know, it's just oh, like, because of the TV shows and whatnot. Yeah, a lot of the all, that. lot of the sh the shit that they've given us lately is just I'm just like no, I'm not impressed by a lightsaber anymore. I'm sorry, but <laughs> the, the, it. it's it's the appeal has it's lost its shine. Are you watching Ahsoka? I know I haven't bothered. <laughs> I know what it is. I've saw, seen some oh, clips. It's just like I don't want to see it. I'm not impressed by another lightsaber fight. I'm done. Yeah, but I think I might be done as well. But then maybe they'll do like the Mandalorian season three, and I'll be like, this is this is awesome. Haven't they already? Awesome. <laughs> Isn't it out? Isn't it? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I think it might be. Yeah. <laughs> Does did your Star Wars fandom have anything to do with you being being named Luke? Oh well, I do actually have about ten to fifteen minutes of stand up about that. <laughs> 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 which, I, which I won't be going into now because well, if you know. You ever you've got... posted when you are actually performing in anywhere that would be accessible to us plebs, then I might know that because I might come to some of your shows. I don't know why I'm. I don't. I perform stand-up comedy in secret. I don't know why I do that. <laughs> Me neither. Very silly. I do actually have a Facebook page, which every now and then I go on. But I go on Facebook and I'm like, oh, God, get off Facebook. And Nobody then I, goes on Facebook. No. They just auto-post to Instagram so uncles can comment. Yeah, I need to be doing it on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Instagram. Instagram. Okay. I mean, they're all, it's all the same evil, but you know. I know. Is it, wait, is your podcast on Instagram? No. Okay. I've said before that if there was a 25th hour in the day, then I'd be posting on Instagram too. But mm -hmm. I just, Well, didn't you post on Daylight Savings Time this weekend? Last weekend? <laughs> Sorry, what? There was a 25th hour. Oh, yeah, no that one day. No dates. That one day when the clocks went back. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was my chance to post on Instagram. No, I That's was, exactly what I, I was, did with my extra hour. I was very happily asleep in my bed uh, when that extra hour happened. So, Paris Quiz Mistress updating regularly on Instagram, on Instagram. and Facebook okay. for the uncles. Links in the description, <laughs> folks. Don't forget to <laughs> smash that like button. Smash it. Okay. So uh, is that is that five questions? No, that was four. <laughs> Grab and a pen. we're doing six. Math. Grab a pen. Aren't we doing six? We're doing six for some unknown reason. Yeah, I chose six. But anyway, go on. <laughs> All right. Um, this, there might be some pen and paper math involved. Pen and paper math or maths, if you yes. prefer. Um, so it's a math question, but it's not really a math question. 
Um, do you, ever, just do you ever lick it. the end of a pen before you write with it? Only if it doesn't. Write. That's a marker. I know that's a marker. <laughs> if it doesn't just, make me high. Just wanted okay. to get pinged on uh, pen. Pen. Anyway, so I'm ready. I'm ready for my maths. Ready, guy. <laughs> All right. What number do you get if you multiply the number of states in the U.S. of A. Oh God. By. The number of horsemen of the apocalypse. Okay. Now, for some reason, I have a and weird mental block about the states. <laughs> Is it 50 it's, or 51? Well, it's I'll do the whole question. question. I'll do the whole yeah, question go first. On, go on. Um, so you multiply the number of states by the number of horsemen of the apocalypse. Right. And then you take that product... And multiply it by the number of deadly sins. And the result is Donald Trump gets re-elected. <laughs> Especially if you do this while looking in the mirror and burning a candle. Three times, at yes. Midnight. Um, uh, <laughs> this might not be funny in a few months. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So, wait a minute. The... The number of U.S. states multiplied by the number of horsemen of the apocalypse. And then you multiply that by the number of deadly sins. Very biblical of you. Yeah, you know, So 50 times f four. Wait, and it then it's not the end. All right. And then you add the number of the black billiards ball. The add, add the number of the black billiards ball. Yes. Okay, listeners. All right, let's, let's talk through this together. Okay, guys. So the, how many states are there in the USA? This is the one I have a, a mental block on because I can never remember if it's 50 or 51. I'm going 50, right? It's just because the maths will be easier if it's 50. How many horsemen of the apocalypse? It's four. Four horsemen of the apocalypse. Don't remember their names. Steve, Mike. <laughs> Inky, Blinky. <laughs> And Poe. Pinky. Paul, John, Ringo. <laughs> yeah. Um, pestilence, uh, war. Um, famine. famine and death. Famine and death. Okay. Oh, look at us. Anyway, four, four horsemen of the apocalypse. We love them. So 50 times four is, is 200. And I, I multiplied that by the number of deadly sins. There are seven deadly sins. Yep. Uh, talking too much on a podcast. Um, not editing your podcast. Chewing uh, with your mouth open. Chewing with your mouth open. Eating on a podcast. No chapter markers. No chapter markers. <laughs> um, and um, uh, not compressing your audio. And, flicking uh, your peanuts. Flicking your peanut as well while recording. Mm -hmm. So those are the seven deadly mm -hmm. podcasting sins. Uh, so 200 times seven is 1,400. Plus the number on an eight on an eight ball. <laughs> what is the number on an eight ball, listeners? Do you know? Shit, I need to think about that one. What is the number on an eight? It's eight, eight. Yeah. Plus eight. So it's one thousand four hundred and eight, unless there are fifty-one states. Answer. Do you want to count? Alaska. Alabama. Uh, no, I don't want to count. Uh, no, I, I'm going to go for one thousand four hundred and eight. Correct. Yeah, way. Good, and I, yeah. Good maths. Happy with maths. that. Maths. 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 Plural of math. Oh my god! All right. So that's five questions. Uh, that was five questions. Okay. But there is a sixth question. Come on, hit me with the sixth question. What do you, what do you think the sixth question is? I don't know. What's five plus one? <laughs> The sixth question is your mystery theme, Luke. Oh. 
I have been weaving a web. Oh, God. Which, um, this has been scary stuff in these questions. Scary stuff. Scary stuff. Um, so the question officially is, which prol- prolific author's novels, collections, and short stories inspired the mystery theme for this round? Which is? So you're looking for, yeah, you're looking for an author. So you're going to have to go, yeah. Roald Dahl. Your five answers. What? How is? Because <laughs> he wrote a book called The Witches, but I might be wrong. Actually, I haven't thought it through. The answer wasn't. Why don't you think witches. it through? Oh, the answer wasn't the witches. It was the witch trials of. It was. Uh, uh, yeah. So the first question was the witch trials of Salem. The second question I cannot remember. Highgate. Highgate cerem- uh, cemeteries. Mm. So scary cemeteries. Cemeteries. All right, I've got to write this down. Fred is very. <laughs> Uh, helpfully reminding me to write this stuff down, but I can't write and talk and think at the same time. So it was um, uh, witches, okay, cemeteries, <laughs> cemetery, hmm, pet cemetery, Stephen King. Uh, what was the third one? The uh, Native American object. Uh, uh, Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher sounds like a Stephen King novel. I have never read a Steve. Oh, no, I read Cujo once and it was scary. Scary big dog. Oh, no. And then number four? Number four? Uh, it was who played Princess Leia? Princess Leia. Carrie Fisher. Carrie. Huh? <laughs> yeah? Carrie. And then your maths. Maths was 1408. Did he write Room 1408? That uh, John's Cusack film? He must have done. It's Stephen King, folks. Woo! You got it. Very good, Sarah. Yeah, very, very good. Very yeah. good. <laughs> really? Give the, give the novel names? Yeah, we can go through it. Yeah. Good, jo- good job. Good job, you, really good Luke. Job. Well done. Um, so, yeah, Salem Witch Trials, he wrote Salem's Lot. Right. Um, the actually uh, cemetery or graveyard. Both work. They have <laughs> he has titles with both. I don't know what they are. Um, Pet cemetery. Pet cemetery. <laughs> yes. Pet cemetery. And then there's he wrote short story. Graveyard. The graveyard. The, I probably. Guess. I yeah. Know. I guess. Um, Dreamcatcher was a book uh, from Dreamcatcher. late nineties, early two thousand. It was a movie as well. Um, Carrie, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, fourteen oh eight was a short story, which was also made into a film about a haunted hotel room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Crazy story. Brilliant. All the digits and um, add up to 13. Oh, I see. It's a bad number. Such a scary number. Scary isn't it? number. Okay, guys. Cool. Hello, listeners. So, this is me interrupting the episode here to let you know that this is the end of part one. I've decided to divide this long episode into two parts. Okay? I used to do this ages ago. If you remember, if you're a long-term listener, I used to divide episodes into two parts if they were quite long. And then I decided that I would stop doing that and I'd just release these mammoth episodes. You can let me know. I'm I'm genuinely very curious um, to know what you think. What do you prefer? Do you prefer one single long episode that could be an hour and 45 minutes long? Or do you prefer that long episode to be divided into two parts? For me, I've got my thoughts as to the pros and cons of both options, but I'd like to know what you think. So let me know in the comments section, what do you prefer? One single long episode or the episode divided into two parts? So part two of this will be available to you very soon. It's going to be uploaded in the next few days. You're not going to, you won't have to wait an entire week for part two. It'll be uploaded in two or three days time. 
Okay. And also, I'm curious to see the statistics because what often happens when I divide an episode into two parts is strange things. Like, for example, part two gets more listens than part one, which doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, people listen to the second part more than they listen to the first part, normally because it sits at the top of the list for longer. You know, any episode that is at the top of the list gets more attention than episodes below it. Anyway, never mind all that. That's stuff for me to worry about. But you can let me know what you prefer. So that's the end of part one. And you heard us talking about quizzing and stuff, talking about Sarah and Fred's new podcast, which is available wherever you get your podcast. It's called Not An Alias Podcast. And if you want to get a regular dose of quiz question trivia, then look no further. Not an Alias podcast. And if you're thinking to yourself, oh, but I don't know the TV show Alias. Well, don't worry, because it's not an Alias podcast, right? There's maybe a minute of of quite often quite amusing um, plot description, and then you get straight into the quizzing on any possible subject. And if you want the episodes with me, which ones was it? Episodes 18, 19 and 20 are the ones in which I appeared. And you know what? We actually had a lot of fun. There were some very funny laugh out loud moments um, in in that, including me attempting to summarise an episode of a show that I really have no idea about. So if you feel lost in the, uh, you know, uh, on the subject of the TV show Alias, then, you know, join the club because I also felt pretty lost and it was it was very amusing to, to talk about it even briefly and then get into the quizzing stuff. Um, so Not An Alias podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts and you will find links in the description. Okay, but that's it for the end of part one. Okay, and we'll carry on in part two and you're going to hear my quiz questions and then you're going to hear questions from Fred as well. Okay, so just just pure quizzing action in part two of this episode, which will be available to you very soon. Leave your comments in the comments section wherever you're listening to this. I'm very curious to know what you're thinking. If you do indeed have thoughts in your head, I hope so. If you do, put them into English. Express yourself. Leave your comments, okay? Uh, Like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Tell your friends about Luke's English Podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, and I'll speak to you again in part two, okay? But for now, it's just time for me to say goodbye, bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, 
you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.